Hi, podcast listeners. Welcome to another podcast brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. I'm the producer, Rachel Smith. And welcome to this podcast, but not only to this podcast. If you're in Hong Kong, you're also welcome to join one of our free weekly workshops, details of which may be found on meetup.com or on our website, hongkongstories.com. Don't worry if you don't have the perfect story. Just come and tell us a true story about you, and we'll help you make the best story you can tell. You're also welcome to come to one of our shows. We have live shows held at the Fringe Club at the end of almost every month. Details can once again be found on the website, hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories, it's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. This true first-person story was told in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. It was told in October for a show hosted by Tracy with the theme of After Dark. And now, here's Edward's story about the first moments of his day. I love getting up before the crack of dawn, when the air is cool and crisp, when all is calm and quiet, before the chaos and cacophony of the day inevitably rush in. I am cloaked in the wondrous mystery of the still dark sky, cocooned in the pregnant possibility of a new morning, and I will write. On most days, I will just rant and vent on the pages of my journal. But on some rare occasions, a character will walk onto my page. A scene will begin, and I, I will have a story. I will get into this zone and feel what my idol, TV writer and media mogul Shonda Rhimes described as the hum, the hum of life flowing through me, and it's magic. I love this, I live for this. The calm and quiet, the cloak and cocoon, the mystery and the possibility, the stories, the zone, the hum, the magic. When I first moved to Hong Kong, though, about a year ago, I was sharing an apartment with my partner, Jake. You met him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a small one-bedroom, typical Hong Kong style. Um, and I was quickly losing this zone, this hum, this magic. Um, we would, I would like hunch over my uh, coffee table and try to write, and Jake would get up and get ready for work, and he would squeeze past me on his way to the kitchen. Don't mind me, Ed. I'm just making coffee, quietly. Yes, dear, you're making coffee, quietly, in your boxers. What? I can't help that I woke up like this. <laughs> I couldn't help either that he's looking so darn cute with that ruffled mop of hair and smile and that tantalizing, distracting, rippling muscles. That guy. <laughs> so I checked out the... <laughs> So I checked out the coffee shops nearby, you know. <laughs> and uh, I would order uh, iced coffee, please. But then there would be no good mornings, no hellos, definitely no smiles, just the barista with their resting bitch face. <laughs> grunting out and, mm-hmm. 
But what really got to me was the pop music pulsating so loudly in the background that early in the morning, instructing me to shake it off, shake it off. <laughs> no, Tay Tay. No amount of shading it off would get me to my calm and quiet, my coke and my cocoon. Finally, <laughs> I, got, I found myself this spot. Uh, it's, it's a small park on Hollywood Road. It's a five-minute walk from the apartment. Right in the middle of this park is this Chinese pagoda hut. And under that green pavilion hut roof, is a small, round, Chinese checkers table made out of granite with four stools. The park is mostly frequented by old folks on their morning strolls, accompanied by their very, very bored Filipina chaperones. But that early in the morning, it was very quiet, and I had the whole place to myself, usually, and it's perfect. I. One, one morning, I was dashing out of the apartment building, trying to get to this spot, my spot, eager to write. I had dreamt the solution of a problem that I was working on, and I didn't want it to slip away. As I approached the pagoda hut, I noticed that there was somebody already in there. An old Chinese man, 70 years old or so, balding. He had not one, but two electric fans blowing on him. <laughs> I recognized him. He usually does his Tai Chi by the gate. So why isn't he there? Never mind that this was a communal table in a public park, but doesn't he know that he's in my spot, sitting on my chair and table? Unbelievable, unacceptable. He even smiled at me. I quickly bang my back down the table as though announcing to him, don't bother me, old man. He took the hint and looked away. I immediately sat down and closed my eyes to begin my daily ritual of meditation and prayer. Dear universe, thank you for all your blessings and thank you for guiding my work. <laughs> I opened one eye. Chinese grandpa was less than a foot away slurping his hot tea. I closed my eyes again, trying to block him out. Dear universe, I know I am annoyed right now, and I surrender my annoyance to you. <laughs> but please, stop the rain so Chinese grandpa over here can leave. Then I heard the distinct crackling of a plastic bag being opened, and a metal container being opened too. Chinese grandpa was lining the table with newspapers and taking out his breakfast of congee and preserved vegetables to eat. Oh, hell to the nail. I contemplated moving, but the rest of the park was unsheltered. So I took, quickly took out my journal book and claimed whatever space that was available on the table that wasn't already taken up by that Newspaper and tea, congee and preserved vegetables, and his two damn fans were, were, whirring on in front of him. <sighs> I managed to write, and I was two pages in. Not too bad, considering everything. When Chinese grandpa over here decided to interrupt me. They say, yeah. Huh? 
Thinking that if I told him I didn't speak Cantonese, which was true, that he would just leave me the fuck alone. But he proceeded to ask me the same question in Mandarin and in English. <laughs> what are you writing? Uh, just journaling. Oh, ideas for book? Kinda, but mostly for films. Films! I like films, whoa. <laughs> then, he proceeded to list all the titles of his favorite films that he used to watch with his children. The children and grandchildren he never saw anymore because they had moved far, far away. Great, just my luck. Making small talk with a lonely old man was definitely not part of my morning ritual. I could feel my calm and quiet cloak and cocoon unraveling, dissipating. But I closed my journal book and for the next 30 minutes or so listened to him. He told me that he used to work 14, 15 hour days, sometimes through the weekend. This was during the glorious heydays of Hong Kong before he retired. There were mouths to feed, money to be made, and he didn't get to see much of his family. And he regretted it now. This was an all too familiar tale of nostalgia. But in a roundabout way, I caught a glimpse of what he was like as a young man and what the city was like then. The rain stopped and he left. I continued writing and got what I needed for that day. But soon after, I found another writing spot. I would never go to this park again. I would never see Grandpa, but he stayed with me. It was only several months later that I realized the significance of our encounter. I had considered writing as a solitary battle, hiding under that cloak and cocoon to fortify myself against that grandpa in the park, the barista in the coffee shop, my boyfriend at home, <laughs> thinking that they're all noise, distracting and interrupting me preventing me from claiming all the things I could claim as mine, my table, my spot, my stories. But Chinese grandpa with the two electric fans had a story too. So do the people around me. And if I didn't open myself up to them, all of them, the calm and quiet for sure, but the chaos and cacophony too, there would be no mystery no possibility, no story for me to write. Then there would be no zone, no hum, no magic. So, the next time in the morning when I would try to write and Jake would strut past me, <laughs> I'd be like, come here, baby. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more about learning to tell great stories, visit us on hongkongstories.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and keep an eye out for new stories from our talented storytellers, published every Wednesday. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>